Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Unfiltered Woman of Faith. I am your host, Darianne Odalise, and I hope your week is going well. If you haven't done so already, make sure you are all caught up on all things Unfiltered Woman of Faith. More importantly, if you enjoy listening to me every week, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating below. Please, please, please take a moment to leave me a rating It will really help me to better gauge what you like about the podcast, and it will also help to make others more inclined to join our family. So without further ado, let's get into the first segment. If you are a regular listener, you know that our first segment is called Help a Sister Out. If you are unsure about what exactly this segment entails, please go back and listen to some of my previous episodes where I explain the vision behind it. As always, if you would like to participate in this segment or any other segment, all the information on how you can be involved will be provided in the description of this episode. This week on Instagram, I post a question slash prompt and it reads as follows. Share a time when God spoke to you and how did you know it was him? So this week, we only had one response, so I'll read it, give my thoughts on it, and then we'll just jump right into the next segment. The response says, A time I heard God was when he told me to get out of my first relationship. It was so sudden and out of nowhere. And then he would repeat it at the most abrupt point in times. And... I will like I was like no absolutely not but then I started experiencing a change in heart towards the person and that's really when I knew so first of all thank you for sharing that's definitely a hard pill to swallow but just like you said although God told you and you weren't really with it at first Eventually, you started to have a change of heart. And because I know you, (laughs) I would just say, thank God you had that change of heart, right? Because look where you are now. Um, And I just want to say with that, that where God takes away, he also provides. So we love that for you. Okay, moving on to the next segment. The next segment is titled Cake and Punch. For those of you who have tuned in before, you know that cake and punch is the lesson or the main topic of the episode. If you are new here and are curious about how I came up with the title cake and punch, go back to the previous episodes where I explained the meaning behind it. If you have been keeping up with the episodes, then you are aware that we have started a series called God Hears Her. And this series is dedicated to how we communicate with God in all aspects. So far, we have learned the importance of cleaning up the areas in which we struggle in regards to our relationships with man. We've learned the importance of establishing the type of relationship that we wish to have with God. And we learned the different ways in which we could communicate with God through prayer. So again, I will reiterate for the last time, maybe (laughs) catch up on all the other episodes, um, at least part one and two of this series so that you can better understand how to communicate with God in a way that works for you. And just so all of this makes sense, you know, you kind of don't want to start in the middle of a series because then you kind of get lost in the sauce. Um, So I encourage you to go back to part one and two, at least of this series, and then it'll kind of catch you up with what we're talking about today. So being that we have talked mainly about how to improve our communication with God so far, I think that it is a good time to take a look at how he communicates with us. Before I really get into that, I want to say that there are so many ways in which God communicates. God is a God. God is the God. He makes anything possible. So 
I am more than positive that there are many ways in which he speaks to us that we can't even fathom. But today I'm going to share with you the ways in which I have heard or experienced God speak directly to me. Um, I'm going to share the ways that he's spoken to me and how I knew for sure it was him. And I hope that this will help you be able, be able to better discern how God is speaking to you, as well as helping you to distinguish God's voice from the voice of others. So let's just dive right in. So far in my 21, almost 22 years of living on this earth, I have heard God speak in about seven different ways. So some of these are very familiar to me and maybe even you and some are still very new to me because I have just experienced them in the past few years or during quarantine so I just ask that you bear with me but I'm going to explain it to you how God gave it to me and hopefully it makes sense I also want you to pay attention to the scriptures that I bring up and specifically how I'm bringing them up and I'll, I'll explain the importance of that later on in the episode. All right. The first way and probably the most familiar way in which I have heard God speak is through his word or through scripture. When I was a little girl, the worst time for me in church was when the word was being preached. <laughs> it was so boring to me at the time and everybody was reading from the King James Bible and I just didn't understand all the thou's and they's and I didn't like it, okay? I didn't. I used to get in trouble all the time for passing notes or talking during this particular part of the service instead of listening to what was being said. But at the time, I didn't feel like the word had anything to do with me. And this is no shade, but growing up, I felt like the same type of messages were being preached about things that I knew nothing about. And this was from the age of like three to like 15 or 16 years old. It was a lot of talk that catered to the adults of the church and not a more universal topic that pertain to all ages and this is just my opinion again like I said no shade um and it was just also put in my head that the word or the bible was hard to understand like every time I would be in Sunday school or whatever and I would bring up like how hard it was to understand like I wasn't privy to all of the other translations of the Bible and how you can find easier ways to understand what God was trying to say. People would just always say, well, you know, when you get older, it'll make more sense. Or if you read it more, it'll make more sense. So in my head, it was just always put that the Bible was hard to understand. So growing up, I just learned to kind of block out the word. I figured if they are talking about things that I can't relate to, and about things that I don't understand, there's really no point of me listening. So I tuned it out. And it wasn't until I was about 16 or 17 years old, I want to say like senior year of high school, that I really started to actually make an effort to pay attention to what was being said. Then when I got to college and started going to church on my own, that's when I really started to experience God speak directly to me through his word and I want to pause in my story a little bit and point out two things one being that it wasn't until I got to college that I really started to experience God speak and two um the whole just fact that um of me separating myself from my home church so I point out my age because although you know I think that's you know a good age but some people <laughs> may think that you know they may be younger than 16 or 17 years old and they may be feeling like 
okay, I need to like get serious about God. Like time is ticking for me to get serious. But I point that out because I don't want anyone to feel bad about coming to Christ or getting serious about being a believer a little later on in life. I have been in church literally my whole life and I had ample opportunity to get serious about God. But the reality of it is, is that I wasn't. And most of us who have grown up in church have not always been serious about, you know, what it means to have a relationship with God. And I think that church people, especially the elders, sometimes they have a way of making people feel bad or guilty about not having it all together or coming to Christ later on in life. And I just don't think that it's fair because like I said, it may seem like just because these people are in church or it may seem like because I've been in church for so long that I just have it all together. But the reality of it is that a lot of us don't have it together. I still don't have it all the way together, um, but I'm trying. And so I'm here to tell you that wherever you are in your journey, it's okay. I feel like that's what the church is for. It's supposed to help you. It's supposed to help provide you with principles on how to strengthen your relationship with God and to just become a better believer. And regardless of where you are in your journey, as long as you desire God and you seek him, he will meet you where you are and help you get to where you need to be. So I just thought that I'd point that out. And the reason I brought up the fact that um, it was important that I separated from my church or from my home church is because I think that that's needed sometimes. Granted, I love my home church and I feel like they definitely played a role in who I am today as a person as well as who I am spiritually. And I didn't leave home to get away from my church. Like, let's be clear, I left to go to school. But in me leaving home and finding a church and being able to go to church, you know, without my parents, without my best friends and without all of the distractions or yeah, we'll just say distractions. I was able to grow in peace. And I know for a fact that had I stayed at home, I would not be where I am spiritually at all. And being at home prior to going away to college, I was just caught up in the routine of church. I, You know, like I said, I've always believed in God like I've never once questioned that but when it came to actually like making sure that I'm walking out or living out what the word is preaching or what I'm claiming to believe I wasn't doing any of that I wasn't interested in doing any of that church was just somewhere that I went and it was just something to do it was the hangout spot for me honestly my homegirls and the homies was there Shout out to y'all. So that's really all that it really was for me. Coming to see my friends, singing in the choir, dancing, and just being able to say that I'm a Christian and I'm a believer. And I knew eventually that it would become more to me as I got older. I just didn't know when that turning point would be. And for me, that turning point was in college when I heard God clearly through his word for the first time. I will never forget it. It was my freshman year of college, the second quarter. So I want to say December, January. I was 17 years old and my friend invited me to an on-campus large group event. And so if you don't really know what that means, um, I'm a part of a group called InterVarsity and we have like smaller groups that meet separately, but they had one large event for the whole organization. And so I went to that event and at this event, there was this black lady, I don't know her name, so sorry, (laughs) speaking about the importance of discernment. And she was sharing her story about not being accepted in certain places of ministry due to her being in an interracial relationship. 
And I wish at the time I would have wrote the scripture down that she used, but I didn't. But I do remember that she said something and I knew that God was saying through the scripture to me that I knew that God was saying, oh, I'm getting tongue twisted. I knew that what God was saying to her through the scripture, he was saying it directly to me. And she said that, she said this exactly. This is exactly where you're supposed to be. That was it. She said, this is exactly where you're supposed to be. And that resonated so heavily with me, even more so now that I'm about to graduate because at that particular moment, I was just having a hard time in school. Um, my roommates that I was living with at the time were trash. I'm so sorry if you're listening and offended. All is forgiven now. But you know it is what it is. And I'm always keep it real. They were trash. And they made things more difficult for me, I feel, purposely. And they just they made it really hard to operate in that space because I was different than all of them. And I just remember feeling like, is this really where I belong? Like, should I take this as a sign that I need to go somewhere else? Because this is not what I wanted. And there were other factors outside of just my roommates that weren't working exactly the way that I wanted them to, but this was the more like pressing issue at the time. Cause it's like, dang, if school is messing me up or if my social life or whatever is messing me up, I can't even come home to peace. Like I have to come home to people that are being trashed. So, (laughs) um, yeah, it was just a difficult time and I don't know. I just, I had it. I've always had it in my mind how I thought college would go for me before I even got there like you know I would watch all of these movies like love and basketball and um what's the other one I can't remember right now but I would watch all these movies and I just had this perception of what I thought my college experience would be like and what it should be and when things weren't panning out the way I thought that they should have I started to second guess my decision. But in that particular moment, listening to the lady talk, I knew that God was telling me, this is exactly where you are supposed to be. And for almost five years later, I can proudly say that he was right. Being at East Bay was and is exactly where I am supposed to be or where I was supposed to be so I just got a little misty eyed a little bit but we're gonna move on because I don't have time to be crying in front of y'all or whatever I just don't have time for that so (laughs) before I go into this next example of how I've heard from God I want to end this portion with this don't ever doubt if you feel like God is speaking to you when the words are coming directly from scripture Second Timothy um, chapter three, verses 16 through 17 says, all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So it doesn't matter who is quoting the scripture. If you feel moved and you resonate with the scripture, know that it is from God period (laughs) okay moving on another way that I have heard from God is through art such as music singing dancing poetry things like that this way for me is something that I'm not foreign to at all this is the way that I have always heard from God since I was about two or three years old or even before then music has always just been that thing for me it's always been it my parents are music lovers they have always been involved in the choir at my church majority of the people 
in my life are musical beings as well. Both sets of my godparents can sing, like really sing for real. And I don't know if it was done purposely by my parents, but because of these people that my parents have placed in my life and because of like the church and everything that um, I've been a part of, I have become engulfed in music. Like outside of the fact that I can sing and I can dance, I haven't always heard God through either one of those things. I've never, I haven't, I'm not going to say I never, but I haven't always heard God through me singing or dancing because my nerves normally overshadow that. (laughs) And that's a whole nother conversation. But when it comes to music itself and poetry or lyrics, that's where I hear, hear or feel God at the most. I listen to music every single day and I listen to all kinds of music. And I think because it takes up so much of my time or because my time is spent so much with listening to music, regardless of the other things that I may be doing, I think that God has met me there and he just inserts himself in there somewhere all the time. I always make this joke that Yeah, the church will preach, but the trap will also preach. And like, I don't know how to really explain that outside of just that phrase, but I just listen to music differently than most people. I pay attention to things that other people probably don't pay attention to, like the different cadences that are being used, the placements of certain notes and words and riffs. It just makes sense to me which is why I feel like I hear God in other types of music outside of just gospel. Ephesians 5, 19 through 20 says, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the way that I hear that scripture is that forms of art come from a special place. If you have ever created anything artistically, then you understand what I mean. It doesn't just come from the thin air. It comes from a real place in the inside of you. And it may not have anything to do with God, but Because I am a believer and I'm making a point to find God in everything. I try to make sure that I find God in everything that I do. I always try to find a way to glorify him through that. So I hope that makes sense. Another way that I have heard God speak or felt like God was saying something something to me is through objects. So before you start judging me, hear me out this has only happened to me like twice and they were both when I was little and it didn't just click in my head that it was from God until now when I was planning today's episode but one day when I was a little girl I was at church and I was standing on the basketball court in the back of the church and I know my dad was with me but I can't remember if he was just if he had just finished playing basketball or if it was around the time when I thought I wanted to play basketball and he was training me. (laughs) But I remember looking up in the sky and I remember seeing the outline of a face and I, and I could tell that it was a man, but only the eyes and the outline of the face appeared. So it was no like other facial features except for the eyes and the actual like outline of the head. And I remember telling my dad, like, do you see that? Like, look up, do you see that? Or am I tripping? Doesn't it look like a face? And I remember him looking up and he was just like, girl, I don't see nothing. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I didn't say anything else about it. But the whole time that we were there, I kept seeing it. Like, it was following me everywhere that I went. Like, if when I walked from the basketball court to like the water fountain that we have, I would see it. When I walked from the basketball court to our car, like 
it's like the eyes were following me. And back then, I didn't hear anything from God. I didn't really know what I had saw or if I even saw anything. But yesterday when I was planning this episode, God reminded me of this moment. And he said to me that he has always had his eyes on me. And I don't know what that means, but I know that eventually he will reveal it to me. But that's just, that's just a super powerful moment, like for me. And these last few days, God has really been speaking loud and clear to me. It's been really crazy, actually, because I was just telling him like last week how frustrated I was with him because I felt like he was being silent during a time that I really needed him, which is now. (laughs) And although he isn't speaking directly to the situation that I was complaining about, I'm still thankful that I heard him because I just really needed to hear him. And I want y'all to hear him too, which is why I'm doing this series. And I hope you're enjoying this as much as I am so far. Please understand that I am not making any of this up. Like these are really things that I have experienced for real, for real. So yeah, don't, don't come at me. Okay. I'm not making any of this up. Like I swear. Anyway, this experience that I had reminds me of the story of Moses and the burning bush. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but they talk about it in Exodus chapter three. I'm not going to read it because like, It's a long story, but I encourage you to, if you're curious about how God can really use anything to get his point across. Before I go into my last four experiences with God, I want to point out that the first three that you have heard are the ways that I have experienced God the most. And they're also the ways that I am more comfortable with meaning that these are the ways that I know for a fact without even giving it giving it a second thought like if it happens again I know that it is from God but now in these last stories that you will hear these are fairly new to me so when they first happen and when they do happen now or if they you know happen anytime soon I probably would be a little more hesitant about it and have to really consult God first before I act on anything that I hear or feel. And maybe this is where you are too. Like maybe you feel like you may be hearing God, but you're not really sure. And so hopefully when I get into these next few that if this is where you are, this will better help you understand and Make you not feel so like weirded out about it if it's happening to you as well. So the fourth way that I have heard God speak is through dreams. Now, I have always had some very interesting dreams, but I never thought that they meant anything because they didn't make any sense. And sometimes when I would have the dreams, I will go on Google and try to search up the meanings and all of that, but it still will never make any sense what the people on Google were saying, or they would say things like, don't eat late at night because, um, you'll hallucinate or something. (laughs) And I was just like, what? So I ignored it. I didn't really start paying attention to any of my dreams until I actually started remembering the dreams like they would be on my mind several days or weeks or months after I have had them and when the dreams actually started to become a reality. And so an example of this was when I was in high school, you know, a lot of things happened for me with God (laughs) during my senior year and I just, I was not aware of it then, but I'm aware of it now. So like I was saying, When I was in high school, getting ready to go off to college, maybe like a few months before, I had a dream that I was getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden, like my whole family was coming with me. They all showed up to the house and was like, yeah, you know, we riding down with you 
to send you off to college. And when I say family, like I mean aunties, uncles, grandparents, all my first cousins. And if you know me for real, you know I got a whole bunch of first cousins on my dad's side. Like everybody was there. We was really ganging here and it was everybody. And I couldn't figure out why they were all coming. But we all ended up going. And once we got to the college, I don't know what happened, but it was just me and my dad. Nobody else was anywhere around us. And long story short, when I got inside the school, it was surrounded by pandas, like real life pandas. And I was just confused because I understand that the mascot of that school in the dream was a panda. But, like, why do you have to have so many real pandas around the school? Anyway, if you know me, you know I don't do animals at all. I don't even like dogs, cats, none of that. So, it was already a no for me. Just like it's a no for me in real life, it was a no for me in the dream as well. (laughs) And my dad was just like, come on, I got you. Like, all you got to do is X, Y, and Z. And you'll be fine. And I was just like, no, like, Dad, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And he ended up leaving me. And I was just in this room with all these pandas. And I was just stuck. And they were, like, coming closer and closer to me. And while this dream may seem a little silly, at the time when I had it, I thought that it was very dumb. And I thought it was a joke. But again, God has reminded me of this dream while I was planning this episode. And he finally revealed to me the lesson behind it. And that the lesson basically is he was trying to get me to learn that going to school was more than just that. It was me entering into a time where nobody could come with me. Which I obviously already knew, which is why, you know, I made the decision that I made. But he was also telling me that there were going to be times where I would have to make decisions. And I may look to other people, especially my family, for help in making those decisions. And they may have their ways of how they would handle things. But at the end of the day, I had to decide for myself what I was going to do because what works for them or what worked for them may not work for me and I had to basically find my own path and this is just a very basic example of the types of dreams that I have had but I have had some pretty like explicit and serious dreams that have really shook me to my core and I have watched them come to life like for real so now I take every dream that I can remember as a meaning and I ask God to reveal what the meaning is to me and so I encourage you to do the same thing if you have vivid dreams like me um there is a story Genesis chapter 41 and it shows the dream that I believe Joseph had where God spoke to him specifically. And so if this resonates with you, if you feel like, oh my God, I've been dreaming about some crazy stuff, it seems real, but I don't know, I would encourage you to check it out. And I really wish I could give more examples, but it would have to be very specific for it to make sense to y'all. And I don't want to out anybody because like I said, some of these dreams that I have had have actually like, came to pass in real life but just know that sometimes the dreams that you have they may not be cute they may really alarm you but don't don't discount any dream that you have whether it be simple or not if it's on your mind constantly after you've had it I would just encourage you to check with God and See if it's even him that's communicating with you first. And then he'll reveal the the rest to you after that. So moving on. Another way that I have heard God speak was through numbers. Specifically the number three for me. 
And before the saints start and try to come for me, I am not into the witchcraft, okay? I, that's not what I'm doing here. But if you look through the Bible, God speaks through numbers in a lot of different stories. Like I can't even, there there's was design and meaning for every single number that he mentioned in the Bible. Like if you look, each number has a meaning behind it. And I can't really get into all of that because we will be here all day. But if you're curious, I encourage you to look deeper into that. But like I was saying with the number three, I feel like God, not I feel like, I know that God speaks to me through the number three a lot. And this didn't become a thing until my sophomore year of college. Someone was praying for me. Again, I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was my friend, Brittany, but I'm not sure. And they said something three times to me during the prayer, like the exact same thing verbatim three times for me. And I, again, I can't remember what it was because it was a long time ago, but they also told me that they just kept seeing the number three when they closed their eyes to pray for me. And at the time I didn't pay attention to it cause I was just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but after that day, everything significant in my life started happening in threes or whenever God needed to affirm or remind me that he was in the midst of something a three would pop up and it's been um as little as hearing things three times or as big as when I was in my third year of college when three the number three literally followed me everywhere at the time I was in my third year of school, I had three roommates that year. All three of them were Greek. We lived on the third floor in the third room on the right side of the hallway. It was just a lot of threes popping up for me. And looking back on that, that was the best year I had academically in school. And overall, just the best year that I had in college. I had so much fun. Like that probably was the most memorable year I could think of and the just the most fun that I had and I don't know how to really explain it but God has told me that the number three is the number of the Holy Trinity the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit and every time I see the number three or whenever it comes up I am reminded that all three of them are in the midst working on my behalf in that moment so it sounds crazy and it is a little crazy, but God works in crazy ways sometimes and you just got to roll with it. So like I was saying with the dreams, don't discount anything. Like if you feel like it's from God, you feel in your heart of hearts, no matter what it is that it's from God, it probably is. I'm not going to say that every time it is, but there's a good chance that it might be. And we'll get into that a little later. I hope that you haven't tapped out. <laughs> I hope that you are still listening. I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time just reminiscing on the things that God has done for me in my life this far. And I just hope by me sharing my experience that you will have some experiences of your own as well. So another way that God has spoken to me is very new and has only happened I want to say twice so far and that is through a whisper or just audibly I have only read about this in the Bible about how God will speak in the secret and still place or quiet and still place something like that don't quote me <laughs> but I do know in the Bible it definitely says like that God will come to you in a whisper sometimes. I just don't know exactly where that is right now. But I had never experienced it for myself before prior to this past January. I literally heard somebody whisper my name in my ear while I was asleep at home by myself and it scared the mess out of me. I didn't know what was happening. I kid you not. It felt like somebody literally 
whispered in my ear like you know how somebody got says they have something to tell you and they put their hand over your over your ear and they whisper in your ear that's literally what I felt and I didn't know what it meant I didn't know if it meant anything I thought I was just tripping honestly but I remember talking to my dad and to Janine shout out to Janine if you're listening but I remember telling them about it and she was like girl that was God talking to you like you better see what he was trying to say and she asked me if I prayed about it and I was like no like I just went back to sleep after I like realized it was nobody in this house (laughs) and um after the conversation was over I did eventually pray about it and the following Sunday I watched Michael Todd and he was talking about the ways that God speaks to him and it was right then and there listening to that message that God confirmed to me that he was speaking to me and what exactly he was trying to say and I won't say what he said because It's still happening and I don't want to speak prematurely. I don't want anything, anybody or anything to taint what he said to me. Um, But he is literally doing the thing that he said he would do. And it's just crazy. That's really all I can say. And just to circle back really quickly, the reason why I said that I wasn't going to say anything is because just like God hears you, the devil hears you as well. And so does his um, his followers. They hear you. And sometimes they, people don't always have your best interest at heart. And they would pray against things, you know, that are supposed to be happening good in your life. And I just don't have time for that. So <laughs> that's the reason why I'm not speaking on it. I don't, God didn't put it on my heart to say what he said to me. So I'm not going to say it. The last way that I have heard God speak is through other people. And I saved this for last because it kind of segues into the point that I was really trying to grow, that I was really trying to drive home. But um, growing up, people would tell me things like, oh, you're going places, keep doing what you're doing, or... I'm praying for you, but it was never anything specific or speaking to things that would actually happen. Like nobody was like, oh, God told me to tell you this, or God said that he would do this. That wasn't happening. But when I got to college, people would actually tell me, like people who didn't know me, people who did know me, they would literally tell me like, God told me to tell you X, Y, and Z. Or they would pray over me and tell me things that there's no way that they should have known that because I didn't share that with them. Like things that I had been through in the past or just things that I wouldn't tell anybody. They will also tell me things that they saw for me in the future. And it honestly took me a while to believe it because... I would see commercials and stuff of people like being prophesied over in church, but it was always borderline psychic or fortune telling because of course you had to pay or buy something in order for the prophet to lie to you. So (laughs) I just assumed that it was all fake. And in my home church, I'm not saying that we don't have any prophets or we didn't have any prophets because we might have, and I just didn't know. Prophecy is a gift that is given to certain people by God, but I've never known anyone in my church to prophesy over anyone. So it was just a very new thing for me. But then I started seeing some of the things that people would have said to me or would say to me come to pass. And it made me believe like that has to be God because sometimes I would never see those people again. So... I do want to point out, though, that although prophets are real, false prophecy and false prophets are also very real, which brings me to the next point or the point that I want to drive all of this home with. And that's 
God confirms everything that he says. And you can always trace it back to his word. If you noticed when I was sharing all of the ways that I've like experienced God or heard him speak or felt him, you could, I mentioned a scripture along with it. You can always trace it back to the scripture. I try to base the scriptures based on like an example of God doing that in somebody else's life that he mentioned in the Bible. And I just say all that to say that anything that God tells you again will be confirmed in his word and you will be able to trace it back directly to the source. I have given you so many different examples of how I hear God, but there are so many more ways that God can and will speak to you. You just have to be open and ready to receive it. And you must always ask God for confirmation so that you know that it is from him. It's easy for anyone or anyone can say that God told them to tell you something. But that doesn't always mean that it was from God that they're saying that God said to you. So always, always ask God for clarity and confirmation. I don't know what people get out of making things up on behalf of God. I don't know what they get out of sharing false prophecies, but a lot of people do. And some people will do it. And everybody knows that the devil is a scammer. He is the master of disguise. And so there have been so many people who have prophesied over people falsely and they have made they have done it in a way that have convinced people that it was from God when it wasn't and so that's why I keep stressing the importance of making sure that you confirm it with God always and I know that a lot of people have been telling me that they don't know if what they're thinking or what they're feeling or what they're hearing is from God And really the only tips that I can give you, like I said, is you know that it's from God, one, when you can trace it back to the scripture, when you can trace it back directly to the source, two, when God confirms you, when he literally shows you a sign or he literally tells you like, this is from me. And that's pretty much it that's all that I really have to give you and again like I'm sure there are ways that God makes there are other ways that God makes his presence known but I don't know everything this is just what I have what I have experienced so that's all that I have for this segment of the show I hope that my examples help you better understand how God communicates with you This isn't something that someone explained or told me when I was growing up. So I kind of had to figure all of this out on my own and with the help of God and um, just my own experiences. And I don't want you to have to wallow in confusion. I feel like the reason why God has allowed me to go through these things is so that I can share it with you and help you out. So That's all I'm trying to do, but I hope you enjoyed it. And that's all that I have for this segment. There were no fellowship questions this week. So I'm just going to pray us out and I'm going to let y'all go. But before I pray, I do want to say that I will be having a giveaway coming up very soon. God has blessed me during this quarantine. I'm thankful to God that I have not been touched by COVID this whole time. I'm thankful to God that he has been able to provide for me in so many different ways. And I just want to bless others with what God has given me. I want to bless one of you. And I haven't figured out how exactly I'm going to do that yet. But know that I am paying attention to those of you who are interacting with me, who are engaging with me and participating in the segment. 
So if you haven't done so already, make sure you follow me on Instagram. Make sure you are participating and interacting with me. Leave me a rate or a comment um, on my podcast platforms. And you never know, you might be a winner of the giveaway. I'm not saying that I'm giving it away to somebody that's always participating. I'm not saying that. And I'm not saying that I won't, that I'm going to give it away to a complete, like, stranger, a person that I've never interacted with either. I'm just saying that um, God is still revealing to me exactly what to give away and how to go about doing this giveaway but I am being intentional and practical about paying attention to those of you who are really supporting me and I want to look out for you in whatever capacity God would allow me to so yeah be on the lookout for that it will be coming up very soon I will say that um, after this series is over that probably will be the end of season one which is crazy to me because I feel like I just started we're already on episode eight this is episode eight now and yeah it's it's really been a great experience so far but um I think I think that after this series this is all God has for me to say as far as um that sticks to the theme of season one and so I think it's important to close off season one in the right way and I would like to do that with the giveaway just so that um when season two comes and the plans that I have for it it'll just really take off and it'll be I don't know it'll just be cool so y'all stay tuned for that all right I'm gonna pray now and we're gonna get out of here dear heavenly father as always I thank you for this day that you have given us. I thank you for life, health, and strength. I thank you for everything that you have done and continue to do in our lives. God, I just ask that you help us to make room for you. Help us to make you a priority. Help us to become better communicators in general, but especially when it comes to how we communicate with you. Open up our eyes so that we can see you. Open our ears so that we can hear you clearly. And lastly, open our hearts so that we are able to receive what you are saying to us. God, continue to keep us. I I pray for all of those who are struggling financially. Help them find comfort in knowing that you will provide for them. Touch those who have lost loved ones during this time, specifically the friends and the family of young Lyric God. Lyric has fought a hard battle with cancer and we thank God that she is no longer suffering and is now at peace and in a new body resting in your arms. Touch her family, um, her friends and her fans and allow them to find peace with her no longer being here in the physical realm but instead in the spiritual realm. And God, I just ask that you touch all of us because we are all in need of something. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen, and I will see y'all next week. Bye.